Welcome on in Bay Area or anywhere else you may be listening. This is what you are hopefully getting accustomed to enjoying uh, as frequently as we can do it. Because even though this is no work today, we somehow find ways to not be pumping out the material on a regular basis. I am Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah, or the other way around. He is Hank, Hankerdoodle. Uh, and he is Sallow. We are Bill, Hank, and Sal. We make up No Work Today on Twitter, at No Work Today. That's K-N-O-W, Work Today on Twitter. Follow us, please. We're getting closer and closer to triple digits, and I've been assured by Hank that he will leave me alone with the pestering of how many followers we have if we hit triple digits. So get us to 100 people. Uh, gentlemen, before we get into last night's game and what's going to come up this weekend, I'd like to briefly pull the uh, curtain back a little bit and... Uh, say that we got a call from our life coach. He's basically our manager at this point. Uh, Clay, Clay from, from the, the Bidney. Yeah, Clay from the Bay called and gave us a verbal tongue lashing. I heard it. Uh, he said, uh, where's the website? Where is the social media activity? Great questions. He, he has given us the location for our uh, next videotaping. We're, we're going on remote, gentlemen. We're going on location. McGee's in Alameda. Ooh, it's wait. a bar. Tuesday. That's from- a classic venue. Don't, from, don't sleep on McGee's. I'm not sleeping on McGee's. I'm just telling you where it's at. Uh, we will be there from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you want to come by and say hello, we might even buy so you a drink. You, if you're uh, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber and you think your date meant 10 a.m., meet us at that bar. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, we're there until 2 p.m. So, you know, people take lunch breaks or whatever. Either way, if you have the day off or if you have some free time, come on down to McGee's in Alameda, of course, we were always brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com for any wood-related project that you have. If you use the promo code No Work Today, you'll get 10% off of your order. All right. Uh, we, uh, as people are starting to learn, we pick every single game every single week. Again, these are not necessarily bets that we would place if we were in Vegas. Uh, it's just we have to pick every game just to see how we all do. Last night, you and I gained the one game that we were behind for the season. felt so good to start the week on the right note after just the punishment I took early last week. Going into uh, Thursday night football, uh, I was 22-24-1, so were you, Hank, and Sal was 23-23-1. But yesterday, you and I, Hank, took the pack minus 7.5. Salo took the Bears, and the pack covered easily. Sal tried to to gain a game on us there by knowing that we would donkily take the Packers, so he shaded a half point his way, figuring that'd be the edge he needed. Wasn't quite enough. They won comfortably. That's a stump. Yeah, and I, I love these Thursday night. I'd like to put that on the poll. Do you like the Thursday night foot uniforms? Because I love, love them. Love them. I love them. And the pack looked wet with the all-whites last night. It's a stump. I was also, I was also, I was a huge fan of what the coaches were wearing. Did you see John you Fox's love, you love that overcoat? That huge bear? Well, maybe because it, it reminds me of the Cow Bears. But I loved every single second of it. Also, um, Sal and I are playing each other in fantasy. And apparently, while I was taking an old nap a doozy, because oh, your, uh, your boy hit garbage time pay dirt. Yes, against Salo, which made me very happy because otherwise he didn't have a huge game. A vicious hit in that game. Oof. Ty Montgomery took one to the dome, the likes of which oh, you would normally. Devontae Adams. I'm sorry. Ty Montgomery went out with, a, with an injury wins. earlier. Uh, Devontae Adams took the huge shot. Uh, the type of shot that you would see normally on Jacked Up. Remember when the uh, NFL used to do that or ESPN used to run that? You don't <laughs> yeah. see that program anymore. No, no. You they, don't get the old Jacked Up they said, segments they said like steer you used us to. clear of those that kind of imagery now, please. You, you remember how ridiculous it was? They used to all in unison. They'd go, they'd go, Ty Montgomery, you got Jacked Up. They would all say it in unison. <laughs> it was, it You're not seeing hilarious. segments like that anymore. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great game. We haven't seen a, many great games on Thursday Night Football, but uh, other than, ironically enough, the Rams and the 49ers probably gave us the best Thursday Night Football game. Uh, so we picked up a game there. Now let's look to the rest of the game. Is there anything you want to weigh in on, Sal, from last night's game? No, I mean, it was interesting with the with the weather delay, with the lightning, and the, the Bears just shot themselves in the foot with too many turnovers. Um, you know, they're, they're a running team. We knew they need to run the ball and keep low-scoring games. And once they got behind, not not much hope for that offense. Can we bring Mitchell Trubisky into the equation? By the he, way, I refuse to call him Mitchell Trubisky. He's Mitch Trubisky. He's going to get his shot. Don't you worry. He should be in the. They should be thinking about it now because this is almost oh, like a thinking. mini buy when you have a Thursday night game because uh, you get eleven days. Fox was saying after the game we're going to evaluate everyone, including the quarterback. Yeah, so. well, Glennon's a joke. All right, let's move on. The first game I will be up, bright eyed and bushy tailed, Sunday morning, six a.m. as. The Dolphins, who looked so pathetic against one of the worst teams in the league last week, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The Dolphins take on the Saints. Bill and Sal are taking the Finns, plus three. Old Hankerdoodle over there, he has taken the Saints, uh, minus three. Your thoughts on this game in London to kick off week four, gentlemen? Uh, mostly a line value play for me. Not too much to pick from here. Dolphins have one less game than everybody else to evaluate from because they had their opener canceled. There's a little bit of overreaction to the loss to the Jets, just one game. Um, for Maybe. Cutler, who likes to just chuck it deep and and live indiscriminately, uh, Saints' poorest pass defense is maybe a tonic to get well. So, again, total on this game is high. I look for you know both offenses to have the upper hand, um, but we'll see. Uh, I like some jump balls down the field against a Saints secondary that will want to give up the big play. Hanko, any reason why you went with the Saints? Uh, just lack of faith in Jay Cutler. I felt like Drew Brees is a notably more trustworthy QB. Both teams are going to be potentially out of their element in a foreign country playing at a time that they're not used to. Uh, so I just took the QB I thought might steady the shit more. Fair enough. Uh, it should be an exciting game. Um, as Sal said, Jay Cutler, no better defense if you're just gunslinging and just airing it out to play against than the Saints because they're going to make so many huge home run mistakes that maybe – uh, Jay Cutler can capitalize. I just I don't like either team, so I figure take the points when in doubt, right? These pass defenses, the two worst pass defenses in the entire league in terms of yards per attempt. Number 31, the Dolphins. Number 32, the Saints. My uh, In my notebook, all I had written about this game was, let's talk about the over-under because it's going to surely be sky high, and we looked, it was 50 and a half. Should be a fantasy dreamboat, but... Now that I've said that, I've probably devil-tongued it, so look for 7-6 final score in London. In case you don't know a devil-tongue, you, you will be hearing devil-tongue, reverse devil-tongue, angel-tongue. Uh, at some point, we will define all of that. Just know that it basically means jinx the way that he was using it right there. Uh, next game is Panthers at Patriots. Patriots are minus 9. Me and Hank are in agreement on this one. Salo went the other way. Me and Hank took the Patriots minus 9. Hank, why'd you roll with Carolina here in New England? Uh, like my uncle used to say, this is a little bit to do with an emotional hedge. Um, I took them kind of for that reason, and also because I took them last week at a big number, and they failed to cover. So I, I kind of lost that game outright. Yeah, and I, I just kind of told myself I dare Belichick and Brady to not cover the spread back to back weeks. And, and if you I went, dared him, I dared him. I would and love I, for that to get and, to and them. I'll, and I'll tell you this: to get their reaction, uh, this, Hank and Hank and Berkeley. Uh, defies you to not cover the spread at home two weeks in a row. And I figure, hey, if they can't cover the spread, I win either way because that means they either lost or were in a tough grind, and I get to be happy about that. I took the Patriots because 
uh, I don't know what's up with Cam Newton. So, I mean, that was my – plus they've looked anemic on Scam offense. Their defenses look good, but their offenses look terrible. Uh, Salo, why'd you pick your line? you Scam, huh? Just too many points here. Patriots have been up and down. They're, they have a bunch of injuries early. Uh, their defense has been bad. They've given up 42, 20, 30, uh, 33. They've yeah, given up a bunch of points. What if Anderson at the helm? Does it even matter how bad the Patriots' defense is? Yeah, we'll see. I, I think my hope for Carolina, they they wanted to throw more to the running backs, throw the underneath stuff that failed in the first two games. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got loose a little bit his first good game in the NFL last week. Uh, I don't trust Carolina here. I don't like them here, but... I have to love a team to lay more than a touchdown. Patriots minus nine. You know, I'll take the points and you know NFL. All these guys are getting paid. Carolina should be able to make a game of it. Yeah, that's kind of a running theme for you because I remember I took the Packers. I lost that when they didn't cover against Cincinnati. But I also took, um, I took uh, what was it? Uh, Green Bay was uh, San Francisco was underdogs by two touchdowns, and the Raiders were favored by two touchdowns. The Raiders covered. The, the Seahawks didn't against the Niners, but both times you take the points when it's a big spread. You don't often bet a big spread when uh, on the favorite side, correct? Very, very rarely in the NFL. The teams are too well matched in terms of physicality. In college, you'll see a team that's literally has the athletic edge. Like the guys are bigger, stronger, and faster. In the NFL, all these guys are big, strong, and fast. You'll have a schematic edge. You'll have a situational edge. But I have to love a side to lay more than a touchdown because you're leaving yourself open for a backdoor cover where a team could take a lead and then just give up something in garbage time they don't even care about, and you lose the spread. Fair enough. Uh, Rams at Cowboys, America's team. Cowboys are minus six and a half. Bill and Hank are aligned on this one. We both took the Cowboys. Sal going against the grain again here. He took the Rams. Uh, my line of thinking, and again, I, I don't put a ton of thought into this. I don't have the Shakespearean write-ups that that Salo does. I don't have the actual financial investments that, that young Hank does. But when I looked at this, I just – the Cowboys – seem like they're going to get ready to click here, and they may not. This is one of the teams that um, Sal thinks is going to underachieve this season. Um, I think that they're eventually going to hit their stride. They they sort of looked like they were doing that in the second half against Arizona. So I think this is the game at home. I think the Rams are a little bit overhyped playing some bad teams and getting some wins. So I think ultimately that's why I took it. They're at home, minus 6.5. I think Ezekiel's going to run all over them. I like the Cowboys, minus 6.5. Hank, you want to go, or Sal, you want to go on why you chose I, your, your I, side? I think, I think this is actually a relatively easy pick for me. Um, simply, one, of your, one of your favorites of the uh, week? I don't know that it's – I mean, yeah, looking at it right now, I haven't bet it yet, but um, I feel like there's a lot of overreaction to how much the public is trusting the Rams. Like you said, they had a couple of decent games. They have a small sample size of some success, but – they let the Niners run all over them, so I don't know what they're going to do with the with the Cowboys' better O line and better running game. So yeah. I, I expect the Cowboys, who also seem like they they seem more desperate than a two and one team should seem, and I feel I feel like I like that about them, and I think that if like you, if they do get clicking, that yeah. the Rams are going to get run over. Salo, why'd you go with uh, this? wasn't uh, This wasn't more than a touchdown. So why did you go with the Rams here against against the boys? Yeah, I mean, I think the key to Dallas's offense that we saw last year is riding Ezekiel Elliott as a horse, and then everything being keyed off that. And that's why Dak Prescott was able to have a good year as a rookie QB, is because the run was such a threat that a lot of the passes he did complete were off play action. Zeke's yard per carry is way down this year. He's at three point five. He's, he's below average. Again, still early. Still expect him to have a good year. But until the running 
running game can click. I think that's what triggers everything else for Dallas. Uh, a little bit of a revenge game here. Wade Phillips, excellent defensive coordinator who uh, made a name for himself with those Broncos defenses the last few years. He's still kind of getting his system entrenched um, in Los Angeles, uh, but he has a history as, as a Cowboys coordinator, obviously, and uh, he has this game circled. I think the Rams' defense will come to play. I look for a low-scoring affair here. Lions at Vikings. Vikings minus two. Me and Sal took the Vikings. Hank, you took the Lions. Uh, just quickly on my reasoning, I like the Vikings here because they've impressed me, especially at home. And to be honest with you, the Lions have not. The Lions have not impressed me. I know they probably should have, could have won that game last week against Atlanta. We talked about the the uh, the 10 second runoff that cost them that game where they overturned the the Golden Tate touchdown but I don't know there's something about the Lions where you know obviously they beat the Giants in New York but that win is looking less and less impressive uh, so I took the Vikings here despite do we know whether or not is, is is Bradford out again Bradford is out okay well Case Keenum looked great last week that defense is great that run game is great and they're in Minnesota so if they only have to win by a field goal I rolled with Minnesota here I like the Lions uh, and I think that I like their money line even more. Um, I think this game is basically a coin flip from where I'm sitting because the Lions have the edge at QB in my book. I know Case Keenum did look sharp uh, one outing, you know, but still I'm going to give Matt Stafford the edge there. Uh, I like the Lions' money line there, man, because like I said, I feel like this is a coin flip and they're going to give me a plus. I'll take it. All right. Salo? Yeah, I didn't love this game either way. I might be. I went against Keenum last week, and he burned me. So maybe I'm giving him too much respect this week. Um, but the Vikings at home, uh, they're comfortable with that defense. Uh, the defense starts off strong last year, started off strong again this year. We all joked during the offseason when Matthew Stafford signed his big contract. We looked at his pathetic record career-wise against teams with winning records. Um, I, I consider the Vikings a solid team. Um, giving less than a field goal, I'll, I'll take it in Minnesota. Titans at Texans. Titans are minus one and a half. I took the Texans plus one and a half. You guys both rolled with the Titans. I think we know a running theme here. You guys are both big Tennessee guys who really believes in that squad. Um I'm it's it's not that I've been unimpressed with them. I think I've just been more impressed with Houston. Uh, Deshaun Watson winning his first game in that ugly Thursday night game against Cincinnati. Obviously, their defense is amazing. And Deshaun Watson show, has shown me all he needs to show me. And the fact that they almost beat the Patriots, you know, could have, should have, would have. If this were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. But the fact that they almost beat Tom Brady in New England tells me that they're going to be able to take care of Tennessee at home. I like the Texans plus one and a half. Again, I just took the Titans based on experience and trust. I feel like, you know, five, six, seven weeks ago, I would have told you they're on track to be a notably better team than the Texans this year, and I'm un I'm not going to flip on that yet. So you tell me it's 1.5, road or no road, I'll go with the Titans. Fair enough. Salo? Uh, I like I like the Titans' uh, run game to slow the pass rush. I think the uh, Texans like to get after the quarterback, but you have to have the down and distance to do that. I think the Titans are going to run it early and often. They'll run some misdirection with Mariota, um, and they'll be able to make some headway there. Again, Titans' run defense is stout, and the, the Texans want to run to set up the pass. I don't think Deshaun Watson's ready to throw it 40 times a game yet. He might get there, but uh, he needs a balanced offense, and I think they'll stuff the run and force him into throwing too much. Jags at Jets. Jaguars are minus 3.5. Me and Hank are in agreement here. We both took the Jaguars minus 3.5. Salo took the Jets plus 3.5. My reasoning, the Jaguars have been impressive in two of the three games, and I think the Jets suck. And even though they beat up on the Dolphins last week, I'm going to continue to bet against the Jets pretty much every week. So that's my only line of thinking there, you, you gentlemen. 
I'm surprised to see Sal go with the Jets after last week. He had them as the worst team in the league, and now it's you know 3.5. Me, personally, I thought I was going to look down to see Jags minus three and love it. Uh, the hook! The, the hook made me not love it, but I still took the Jags. I'm going to go ahead and overreact and uh, give this Jaguar defense a ton of credit and just assume that Sal is overreacting and that his take last week was relatively accurate and that the Jets are tanking on purpose and they're a team with no identity and no purpose. And for those reasons, I'll take a team that I fancy as relatively solid all of a sudden. For those reasons, you're out on the Jets. What do you got, Salah? Uh, I'm holding my nose on this one and taking the Jets. It's not a game that I like. I'm holding but my nose. I love, that'll never get old. Three and a half again. My you, mom used to tell me that all the time. If I was <laughs> eating or drinking something that I didn't like, hold your nose while you do it. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Uh, I, I mean, I think at, at three and a half at home, I'm always going to consider it. I'd, I'd much rather you know be taking the points in this one. Uh, one thing that encourages me about the Jets, they hold they held the Dolphins' rushing attack to basically nothing last week. Ajahi had 11 carries for 16 yards. Uh, maybe that's not replicable, but that's what you want to do against Jacksonville because Jacksonville wants to run the ball. Uh, what makes me nervous is that I do believe Jacksonville has one of the best defenses in the entire league, and they're getting after a Jets team where you know you can't have a lot of faith in McCown. So this is one of my lower confidence plays of the week. I'll go Jets. It's, it's line value. It's not that I trust them. Up next is one of three games that we all agree on. We should do a three-team parlay on the three games that we all have the same picks on. This is Bengals at Browns. Bengals minus three. Uh, Hank, after famously betting on the Browns last week, thankfully it has learned his lesson, did not do it this time. We all took the Bungles in Cleveland, minus three. Dalton and A.J. Green got some things worked out. I think that they're a better team. I mean, they were fine defensively. For the through the first couple of weeks, it was their offense that was letting them down. They finally started got rolling, and the, and the Browns always think God he hates Cleveland. That's always my answer. Uh, what were your thoughts behind picking Cincy? Again, I think the Bengals, like you know, four weeks ago, I would have told you they're notably more solid than uh, this Cleveland Brown team, and I like their desperation angle too. They did look improved versus uh, Green Bay, and three points isn't that isn't enough to deter me here. Proven playmakers on Cincinnati. You mentioned AJ Green, but also uh, you know Gio Bernard. Dalton's been in the league a while. Whoa, Joe Mixon's supposed to break out, pal. Not Gio Bernard. That's fine, but we're mentioning. I was mentioning who's proven. Gio's and they, been big out of the out of the passing game. Again, they have veteran playmakers that are proven. When you look at Cleveland. The wide receiver core there is a wasteland. They, I mean, they lost Corey Coleman to injury. They got Rashard Higgins as the number one wideout. There's not a lot to trust there. Um, you know, again, you mentioned earlier, if we looked at this game before the season, I think, you know, Cleveland would be a six, maybe even a seven, even, uh, uh, you know, getting that amount of points against the Cincinnati team. So, you know, I'll go Cincinnati and live with the results. No work today. I am Bill, a.k.a. Zachariah. He is Hank. He is Sal. Follow us on Twitter at No Work Today, K-N-O-W, Work Today. We are, of course, brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code No Work Today for 10% off any wood project that you have and you're planning for. Also, if you are free, come join us Tuesday. We got a live taping. Uh, our first few shows were taped here, which is the man cave slash the corner of my room. Uh, and we're going to be filming at, at a bar. It's called McGee's. It's in Alameda. It's a bar and grill. We might even be able to buy you a free drink. I'm hearing we might have some sort of bar tab, like a, a X amount of hundreds of dollars or whatever that we can spend there. So if you come on down, maybe we'll buy you a drink and maybe even an appetizer, depending on how much we like you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Gentlemen, again, uh, we are doing all of the picks <clears throat> for week four. After week three, 
Um, Bill was 22, 24, and 1. That would be me. Hank was 22, 24, and 1 as well. We have now moved up to 23, 24, and 1. And Sal, who was 23, 23, and 1 going into Thursday Night Football, is now 23, 24, and 1. So we're all knotted up, gentlemen. And we differ on a lot of these picks for this week. So after this week, we're going to have like a pretty clear uh, first place guy, I think, based on how much our picks differ. Again, we only agree on three, and we should do a three-team parlay on that bet. Love it. Let's move on. Steelers minus three at Baltimore. Uh, Bill and Hank are on the same page here. Sal, not so much. We like Pittsburgh, and uh, Sal likes Baltimore getting three points at home. My reasoning is I know that the Steelers are not nearly as good on the road as they are at home, but the Ravens look so damn bad in London against Jacksonville. I'm not willing to just throw that out, and I think eventually when you have Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Big Ben Roethlisberger, I think eventually you're going to be able to put that together. I think they get it going against Baltimore this week. Yeah, I heard Le'Veon Bell uh, talking about how he feels that he's he could perform better, and I saw a stat that Big Ben is zero and five in his last trip, last five trips to Baltimore. I think he's got this game circled. Uh, I don't trust Baltimore's offense enough. I think Pittsburgh could just outscore him easily. Sallow. I'm surprised to hear that Big Ben being 0-5 in his last trips to Baltimore encourages you to bet the Steelers there. I would think it might be the opposite. Um, in the black and blue division that is As the Big AF... Art used to say, they're due. Yeah, well, they're due. <laughs> I, I, much respect to Big Art, but not respect uh, to that theory. Um, but if you look at if you look at the AFC North black and blue division, they're they're a well matched uh, group of teams. I would even throw the Bengals in there with the uh, Steelers and Ravens as guys that always play each other tough. I'm surprised to see the Ravens getting points at home. Their defense is consistently good. Um, Wasn't last week, you know. It, well, again, that was I'm I'm chalking up a London game and saying I'm no, not putting nearly much as much There's stock a lot in of it. Random things that go into that. I um, so I you know I like them here to getting points at home. I was surprised to see this as the line I would if you, if this line was pick the, they would be inferring that Steelers were a small fave and giving the points at home the fact that the Steelers are giving three on the road says they're minus six right yeah and I'm not buying that the Steelers are a whole touchdown better than the Ravens fair enough the Bills which should be my favorite team seeing as I am Bill uh, the Bills are in Atlanta against the Falcons the Falcons are minus eight you know I love those big heavy uh, favorites I took the Falcons you gentlemen took Buffalo coming off a big win over uh, Denver, but that was in Buffalo, and I don't. They're a different I, team in Buffalo. Yeah, I can't see Buffalo traveling to Atlanta against the NFC champs and um, making it a close game. I think Atlanta wins by double digits. They're minus eight. I took Atlanta. Why'd you guys take Buffalo? Atlanta just kind of gives me the vibe this year of a team that's going to play to the level of their competition. So, like when they play a, a team like Green Bay, I could see them getting geared up and playing up to a high level. But I don't really. F- I feel like against the lesser teams, they might kind of play closer. To that lesser team and eight points is too much with that theory. Salo? Also a game that my gut doesn't like a ton, but line value. Um, you know, Buffalo has been up and down. I don't know what to trust. Their defense has been good the past few years. Um, I, I don't like them in Atlanta, but again, taking more than a touchdown, um, I'm ho- hoping they can run the ball and control time of possession a little bit against Matt Ryan. Up next is another one that we all agree on. You have the Giants in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is minus three. The Giants are plus three. Finally, you guys don't bet on Tampa Bay. I've been trying to tell you. They've broken your heart every week. These these hard-knock jinx losers. They can't cover anybody. No, they cannot. And I, look, New York's 0-3, but it seemed like they were starting to finally figure it out in the second half. 
AKA Odell was finally healthy. In Philly, yeah. Odell caught two amazing touchdowns. Sterling Shepard caught a big bomb. Uh, we all like the Giants plus three on this. I'm going with the human psychology here. I am actually a believer in teams being desperate at 0-3. When teams are so evenly matched in the NFL like they are on, on talent, uh, that desperate edge can actually be a slight edge. Yeah, but then at what point does it turn into just throwing in the towel? Giving up on the season. What's the not I mean, not at zero and three? Okay, all right. Salo, anything? Pass defense for Tampa Bay struggled with Brent Grimes out. Um, you know, Eli trying to get healthy. That that's the one matchup in this game that I see as a mismatch. Giants throwing the ball, and they're certainly willing to do so to the tune of forty or fifty attempts. I, I think they'll have some success. I lied. There's actually two more games that we all agree on, uh, including this next one: Eagles at San Diego. The Chargers are minus one and a half. We all took the bolts. Uh, the Eagles are in town. We all picked the Chargers. Uh, look, my line of thinking is I haven't been betting on them like Salo has, and I know Salo's just doing it because he figures something's got to give. That's kind of how I'm thinking, even though I haven't been betting on them. I just feel like they're they're too good in terms of their offensive ability. There's too many weapons on that team, and at some point they've got to win at home. I, I have them covering the one and a half against Philly. I thought I was getting one and a half at home. I, no, my, no. Note, my note said, take the home dog in a game you're not sure about. Uh, yeah, so that ruins your whole analysis. Uh, Are I'll you sticking st- with your pick? I'm sticking you can with it. switch it. I'll stick. Right. I'll stick. Salo? You, you've heard me talk enough about the Chargers. None of my thinking has changed. They continue to lose close games. I continue to be frustrated but not lose faith in the team. Um, Philadelphia a little banged up. Uh, the interior defensive line, uh, which normally gets that pressure up the middle, uh, is missing some guys, including Fletcher Cox this game. So uh, Rivers should be able to step up in the pocket for a little bit of extra time. And again, I'll stick with the Chargers, even though they're the most hoodwinked and and cursed team it looks like in all these close game losses by the way rest in peace darren sproles uh football career we call him the butter squirrel i'm hoping he pulls a steve smith senior and does not want to go out like that and comes back for one more year and balls out like steve smith did just so he kind of goes out on his own two feet amen uh let's move on now to what do we got here what do we got we have the niners the local team the niners are plus seven in arizona bill and hank both like the Cardinals, who looked pretty damn good against Dallas, just could not uh, sustain it over the second half. And that, that, that holding penalty that took back the second touchdown to, that would have put them up 14-0 kind of killed them. Uh, but Salo's rolling with the Niners. You were impressed with the, with the grit and the, and, and the determination that they showed, even though they lost at home on Thursday night football against the Rams. Why'd you take the, uh, the red and gold? That grit of giving up 41, huh? Well, they scored 39. I'm basing this as much on the earlier uh, close loss to Seattle as I am on the wild one to the Rams, but the fact remains uh, they've played the other two teams in the division and kept it close against both. Um, Arizona has not looked good this year, despite what Larry Fitz did uh, last week. Uh, you know, Carson Palmer has struggled. David Johnson out for the year. They've been playing roulette with their running backs. It was going to be Kerwin, and they signed CJ2K back off waivers. I don't think they know necessarily what they're doing. Um, they should be favored here, but I thought this line was going to be closer to four than seven, so I'll take the Niners and the points. Is Mike Do You Potty still on the uh, Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, and he's struggling bad. Oh, gotcha. They, they, moved, they moved his position over to guard, and he's not been transitioning well. Uh, let's go over another local team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We both took the cards, right? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Why did you take the cards, did you say? Uh, I think the Niners are trash, and I said that I thought the Cardinals looked good on Monday night against Dallas, oh, and they they could have they they could have probably should have won that game. Uh, I'm not a huge Carson Palmer fan, but Larry Fitzgerald looks like he's drinking from the fountain of youth, 
And gotcha. I don't know. I like them at home, and, and I, I think the Niners stink. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's that's basically my reasoning. If you ask me, ninety percent of the reason why I'm picking stuff, it's normally because I think the other team stinks. For instance, the Jets. I'll probably never bet on the Jets, no matter what the spread is. Uh, let's move on to the silver and black. Another local game. This is the revenge fourth, game. The fourth game that we all agree on. The Raiders are plus three in Denver. They looked like absolute dog shit against the Redskins. And funny enough, their offensive line looked like crap. The most expensive offensive line in the history of the NFL. But we all like them in Denver. Denver coming off a loss in Buffalo. Um, I'll just tell you that I think that the Raiders were embarrassed. And I think I actually heard Donald Penn uh, talking to the media, saying that he was glad that this happened when it happened. He said, I'm glad as a veteran guy, as a leader on this team, I'm glad that we got our ass whooped so that people can wake up and not think that their shit doesn't stink. I'm, I'm paraphrasing oh, yeah. here. A lot he, of, I'm he sure a lot, saying, of, a lot of the Raiders were reading the reading the papers, believing their own hype. Well, also, uh, it was in Washington. You can talk about the clocks or whatever, and you know, a different team, different location, not something that you're very familiar with. Uh, the Broncos, again, we talked about that stupid Von Miller penalty, but I just think the Raiders are going to go in there. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. And I think ultimately when it comes down to it, you have, you have Khalil Mack, you have Von Miller, you have all these great pieces on both sides of the ball for both teams. But I think it's going to come down to the quarterback play, and I'm still a way bigger believer in Derek Carr than I am uh, Trevor Simeon. Like you said, the Raiders uh, got humbled on national TV last week, and the NFL is quite a big bounce-back league. I personally like teams that lost last week in general more than a team that won last week simply because people are human. And when you sit at work all week being told that you lost and it's unacceptable and we're going to need more out of you and your career is on the brink of extinction, that'll get you going more than, you know, partying all week, having the town tell you you're the best to ever do it. Uh, this is this is also coupled, not only is it a bounce back game for the Raiders, this is a revenge game. They got disrespected last year down there. Uh, my boy Crabtree got his chain snatched. I've been talking. That was about, without car, but yeah. I've been talking about that chain snatch incident for since it happened. I hope and I pray. I wish that Crabtree would listen to this somehow before uh, Sunday. I he hope won't. he. I hope he comes out there with five chains on this week. All okay, right. just gold, platinum, diamond studded, gold grill rings. Just come out there looking like two chains, but you got you a few on. Okay. All right. Gavo, Salo. Uh, I hate this one, to be honest. I, I, I'm, as you know, I'm, I think the Raiders are overrated this year. I was looking forward to playing against them this week, and that loss to Washington threw a wrench in my plans. I was hoping they would come in riding high, uh, you know, un, unbeaten and uh, ready for a fall. Uh, but that, that loss last, last week does mean that they're going to be a bit sharper um, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I'll take the points with the Raiders. I think they're well matched with uh, Denver, but it should be a treat in terms of watching one of the better offenses in the NFL go against one of the better defenses. It's strength versus strength. Um, we'll see. I, I'd rather be on Denver in this game, but uh, give me the points and I'll take the Raiders. Next two are Sunday night football and Monday night football. Um, I have the lone pick in both of those. You two agreed. I disagreed with both of you on both. The first one is Colts at Seahawks. You know I love those big favorites. The Seahawks are minus 13 in Seattle. My boy, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, uh, I stumped Sal with T.Y. Hilton, by the way, this week. Uh, the guy was trying to act like he was down on T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I made offers to acquire him in the league that he had him. He, he wanted no part of it. And then I said, hey, you find a guy who is the same price as T.Y. Hilton on DraftKings this week, and I will bet you straight up. 
on their over-under. Guy you wouldn't take the bet? Guy couldn't find a guy. Couldn't find a soul out there. I took the Seahawks minus 13. I will continue to bet on the Seahawks, even though I think I'm owing. In Seattle? In Seattle, I will take the Seahawks to cover. I think they're going to win by a ton. The Colts stink, and I think they're going to just, it's going to be loud. It's going to be Sunday night football. I like the Seahawks. Why'd you guys pick the Colts? Because you, uh, you don't believe in the Seahawks or because you believe in the Colts? T.Y. Hilton is just a consummate professional who will outperform anyone who is 5,300 fantasy. The Legion of Boom. Draft King dollars or less The Legion week. of Boom. And uh, oh, Ty don't care. Okay. Ty is a burner. He's gonna go out there and say, "Hey, throw Richard me." Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas. He's gonna say, "Chuck me a rainbow, and let's get this backdoor cover." Thirteen points too much. I, I agree that the thirteen points is too much. Seattle hasn't shown us anything yet this year. They had one and two, and their lone win was in Seattle again. Uh, but against in Seattle, but against the Niners, that they only won by a field goal. I, I don't think the Niners are significantly better team than the Colts. So. Uh, again, way too many points. Uh, I expect Seattle to win, but uh, not to cover. Fair enough. Finally, Monday Night Football. Again, we all disagree. The football team that plays in Washington, even though I think I said their name earlier, I try not to say their name. The football team that plays in Washington is in Kansas City Monday night. I took the Chiefs minus seven. You both took the football team in Washington. Uh, my reasoning, uh, the Chiefs seem to be the most balanced, best team in the NFL. The Redskins, while they beat up on the Raiders, have not impressed me throughout the season. I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins guy. I don't know who their wide receiver threats are anymore. You can miss me with Terrell Pryor. Oh, priority. Priority. That, you buy priority low He's in every league you're in. It should be a tight end that's playing wide receiver. Regardless. Only, only reason Sal hasn't traded me priority yet is because I came on too strong about it. Had I just pretended that no one cares about your fake fantasy football trades i'm telling you that the chiefs are much better than the reds uh the football team in washington and they're playing at home and i like them to win by more than a touchdown why did you guys pick the old uh the washington football Uh, team i think with uh barry being out the the chief secondary might struggle a little bit with the the aerial threats that the redskins have this particularly if jordan reed is a go um seven points is a lot and I think Terrell Priority is actually going to have a nice game this week. Right. I think he's going to get like eight targets, seven targets. Salo? Uh, another game that I don't love, but I did take Washington here. Uh, you were mentioning the receiver threats. Uh, Josh Doxson, who's a little a bit of a post-type sleeper, uh, he missed his whole rookie year with injuries. He was out the beginning of this year, but made his debut last week and looked decent. Uh, gives another big target for Cousins. I think Cousins is flying under the radar a little bit. We've seen him last year have a lot of success. Uh, this year he's had to have a whole new receiver core, but eventually he'll put it together. So I'll take Cousins on the road with a touchdown. Fair enough. At no work today on Twitter. K-N-O-W work today. Uh, again, we will be at McGee's Bar and Grill in Alameda on Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come on down. You might just get yourself a free drink. We are always brought to you by the Lumber Baron. Go to thelumberbaron.com. Use the promo code NOWORK TODAY to get yourself a 10% discount. Uh, build a fence. Make a deck. Here's the Make bad news. Make your house better. Here's what I just realized. What? If they don't come on down to the Bar McGee's, the yeah. whole tab's going right to Billy Boy, and then Billy oh. Boy's going to be out of commission for two weeks. That's a fact. So if you want to hear another cast, yeah. you need to get down come there to, down. to keep no, the... You guys will get food and sodas and stuff. That's a fact. I'm not going to use the whole whatever they allowed oh. us to use. Uh, but yeah, come on down to that and enjoy it. Uh, are we doing? Are we going to release anything this weekend? Are we going to save all material for next week? I uh, know Salo's not a big uh, release on weekend guy. To be determined. Okay, TBD. That, that, T-B-D. I like that. TBD. That pretty much sums us up perfectly. For Sal and Hank, I am Bill, aka Zachariah. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Arrivederci. No good.
Good. Yeah.